Are you the kind of gal who isn't interested in how things used to be in the hair industry, who wants to hear from ladies who are paving their own way while making waves? Well then, She Makes Waves is for you. All right, today we have Kelly Mason on the show, Limitless Hairdresser, joining us. Her story of personal empowerment and aligning with her purpose is something that is so aspirational for many of us. She is a hairdresser, salon owner, podcast host, educator, mama, yogi, meditator, human, and most importantly, she has discovered that she is the light illuminating inside of each of these roles. She is into creating a business you love, building a brand with confidence, and being happy with whatever phase you are at in your career or life. I'm so excited to have her on the show today. Kelly, welcome. Hi, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about all the mindfulness that you are and that you've kind of shifted your business into. Yeah, it's it's a journey. (laughs) That's for sure. And it's ever evolving and, uh, you know, always changing. I think that's the one thing that I've learned that's constant is change. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And so I guess maybe we could start with like how you got to being a salon owner and the path that you went down and the winds and the twists that you've taken, because, I feel like you've arrived at Limitless Hairdresser, but something got you to this moment. Something made you say, like, there's a different way we can do things. And so I would love for people to understand a little bit of the background and the backstory of why you decided to, you know, just create this new brand and this new ability for people to connect in such a mindful, thoughtful way. Yeah. So Limitless Hairdresser, that's such a great way to put it. Limitless Hairdresser is definitely where I've landed and, uh, arrived to as what I would call aligning with my purpose. It doesn't mean that everything that I've done up until this point wasn't, wasn't purposeful because it definitely was. Uh, and if you follow anything with limitless hairdresser, it's all about the journey. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, right now I'm in this space where I really feel like the things that I'm sharing and the things that are on my mind are when I start putting it out there, something that's on a lot of people's minds and something that is um, not really been talked about and not really been brought to the forefront of the beauty industry, which is talking about mindfulness, talking about being able to get rid of comparison and really stepping into your purpose. Because I think that's what we're all looking for at the end of the day is to feel like we're, offering something to the world that's bigger than us. That's why we became hairdressers, right? We want to be of service. And that makes us feel so lit up when we feel valued and we feel important and we feel like we are contributing. Um, But it took me a long time (laughs) to get there and to really feel that way. Um, I feel like something that was a common theme in my life was I was always seeking something outside of myself. I was always seeking success in that next phase of my business, in that next role within education, in that next, um, you know, peak and leveling up in the material world where I'm getting recognition or I'm getting a new kind of space in my career. And it never really resonated with me when I got there. You know, I would get to that phase and get to that next space, get to that next level of being a national educator, you know, headlining at New York fashion week or getting my commission salon on alignment. And I would still feel this void. Like it just wasn't right. There wasn't, there was something that was missing there. And what I realized was I was always chasing somebody else's dream. Can you relate to that? (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. I mean, I was relating to the fact that the seeking something outside of yourself Mm -hmm. and like dropping into like what that means for me or like what it means for different people. And that I feel like isn't always necessarily even as big as what you're saying. It even is like, you know, like I've never been a national educator, but I know I've seek, I seek approval from my clients outside Mm -hmm. of myself. And that's something I've really been working on. So yeah, what you're saying is just... Yeah. And and that's the cool thing about this, Lindsay, is that it, every single person that's listening, we're all going through a different journey in our path and our life's 
path to get to where we want to be, whether that's the the path of um, becoming like a, the best hairdresser you can be behind the chair and staying at home with your babies and your time off and finding that harmony, or whether that's, you know, really seeking being an educator at a national level or an international level, or even maybe regional, you know, whatever that looks like to you, we all have a different goal that's the that's at the end of our, our tunnel or like, Oh, that's what I'd really love to do. But what I found was I was always chasing somebody else's dream because I didn't know what I really wanted. And maybe I did really know what I wanted and I was just afraid to admit it. I'm not really sure. Right. Like you didn't give yourself maybe permission to mm-hmm. like, no one, like, I guess that's something that I wanted to talk about today too, is about how just because like, I don't see someone that's doing things the way I'm doing it. It almost feels like I don't have permission and I don't have approval from everyone else because no one else is doing it. So like, is it even allowed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally feel that. And, you know, as I've gone through this process of creating what I'm doing now, uh, a lot of people would tell me a lot of people who are around like my inner circle and people I'd really trust. And I would ask advice for who I know they're going to tell me the truth would say like the great things that ever exist it's because people were brave enough to create something that was never done before. It's never this amazing thing that happens and that people are really drawn to that you copy somebody else's dream, right? Like all of these new technology advances, like that's never been done before. So people had to be brave enough to step outside the box and say, and take the risk and go, you know what? We think this could be beneficial to people's lives. We think that this could really impact so many millions and billions of people. Let's give it a shot. They didn't go, you know what? They did it. You know what? I think we'll try it too because it didn't exist. We have to keep on putting out things that haven't been done before so that we can pave the way for other people to do that. And that's what my hope for Limitless Hairdresser has really been is for people to really step outside of, of the box that we've put ourselves in and go, okay, well, the path is the path to success is I do this, then I do that, then I do that, then I do that. And that's success because ultimately you'll take that path and maybe end up how I did going. None of this is really fitting for me because I'm following what somebody else did instead of doing what my heart truly wanted. And you're right. Like seeking validation or seeking permission is a huge setback when you are on that path to your purpose, because it's scary AF. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's scary and it's vulnerable and it takes a lot of guts and it takes a lot of inner work, which is what we're, my focus actually is in Limitless Hairdresser is focusing on developing that inner strength, focusing on the inner body, really harnessing the energy the confidence, the true confidence, not this false idea of confidence, which is showing off or being seen. It's this true belief in yourself that you are good enough and you're worthy, no matter what anybody else might say, think, do, act towards you. You always have the power to do what you want to do. And you'll feel that personal empowerment when you step into that truth and you start to go, you know what, I'm going to do this for me and not anyone else. And in the past, that might seem, I'm doing like air quotes, selfish or Mm self-centered, but it's not. We've created that idea, that story in our minds that focusing on ourselves and doing what we want to do and being the light that we are meant to be is selfish, is self-centered, that it's conceited, that we don't care about other people, but that's just not the case. And, you know, getting rid of that old story and dialogue that we have with ourselves is so important for people, for all of us to be able to pave the way for the new. Yeah. It's almost like, I feel like we have it backwards sometimes. At least I feel like I'm starting to be like, wait, I'm not this awesome person because I'm meeting everyone's needs. It's actually my ego. My ego Mm -hmm. won't let me step back from working Saturdays or my ego (laughs) because like, but but it's like, I kind of mask it with like, well, I have to show up for these people. When really Mm -hmm. I wonder sometimes if like our ego is taking the lead and being like, you're amazing. And these people, what will they do without you? Yes. Because they will be fine. You know, at the end of the day. Absolutely. And it's all about flipping that script and noticing and becoming more aware, increasing our own personal awareness of 
when I call it when the ego's driving the bus or when our higher self or our heart center, our true spirit is driving the bus, who's in charge. And a lot of times when we create these limiting beliefs in our life, like I can't work Saturdays because everyone will leave me. That's, that's our ego. And ego is one of those concepts and it's, it's kind of hard to explain in in a small amount of words, but I'll try is the ideas and the thoughts and the experiences that we've consumed in our life up until this point that have created these stories of what's right and wrong and good and bad. And our higher self doesn't identify with that because our heart always knows what's best for us because whatever, whatever is truly good and beneficial from, for us, if we're doing it for our pure goodness, it will end up being good for everyone else, but we have to let go of the idea that it won't. Yeah. And that's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it sounds easy. You're like, yeah, I can do that. But then you put yourself into a scenario and it's like, oh my God, why is this tormenting me? Well, and, and it thought the same way for so long. You know, like, I mm-hmm. don't know about you, but I think we're both the same age, 32. And mm-hmm. I feel like I got into this at 19. So like, sometimes yeah. I'm like, 19 year old Lindsay, listen up. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just because you've done something for so long the same way. It's like kind of hard. And I think that's another thing about a lot of people listening. It's like, you've been in this career a long time and how do you have it grow with you? Because you're not the same person you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And, you know, I have had my salon for kind of circling back to Mm -hmm. the salon question. I think I went on a tangent, but I got really, I got really excited, Yeah, me too. but I did start off as you know, an assistant in the beginning of my, my journey as a hairdresser, I started off the, as an assistant and I was thrilled to be an assistant. I thought, wow, I've made it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I thought, wow, this is, is this it? Like I made it. And there's always something more, but I started off there, um, became a commission stylist at a, at the best salon in my, in my city, in my small little town here in Michigan. And, um, quickly I started to crave more. Uh, my natural state is to be very driven. I'm very like big picture thinker, very visual. I, and sometimes my blessing and my curse, because I can see like this big vision, but then I get terrified by it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I ended up really craving it to be an education is something that has always been a part of me, even back when I was in high school, I always wanted to be of service to other people. I always wanted to share with other people. I was the student body vice president at my school. I just loved always connecting with the students. I always loved helping them with the things that they were needing help with at at school and that environment. Um, And that just really translated to my career path now. It's funny when we look at our past, we're like, oh, that's what this was preparing me for. I know. It's like I sometimes say like, my all my whole last 15 years, like I've been preparing for my, my podcast. Like what? Uh It's true. Yeah. And, um, you know, then I became an educator two years in started off at, you know, low man on the totem pole. I was just doing classes, PK classes, you know, product knowledge, knowledge classes here and there for like a hundred bucks and driving all over the place here in Michigan working in the stores at salon centric, standing there all day, demoing hairspray and stuff, worked my way up, um, to a regional educator, had two kids opened my salon and then ended up becoming a national educator in, in that path. But I, I, all along that way, I kept going, like I was saying, you know, following someone else's dream, I kept craving more because I'm naturally driven. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want the next thing. I want the next thing. I want the next thing. And I kept looking around and I'm like, wow, all the people that I was looking up to in education had salons and they had these big successful salons. And I was looking at people like Eric Fisher and Sonia Dove and Candy Shaw and just all of these people. I was like, wow. And they all had salons. So I thought maybe I should have a salon. And at that time was, um, butterfly lofts was really big thing. This was about whatever, six years ago, seven years ago. And, um, I thought, you know what, maybe that's what I should do because I didn't want the responsibility of having employees. I didn't know how to run a business in that way by having like 
a training program and all this stuff. And so I thought, you know, what? I'm going to have a booth rental salon. That way I don't have to do all the hard work. Oh my God. That is the worst <laughs> way to approach opening a salon. By I the way, like if you're listening, listens, it's going to be like, oh, oh yeah. Lord, it's so stupid. But you know what? That was my reality. I was like trying to have all of it, you know, trying to have it all without having to do it all. And it worked for like the first year. It's like the honeymoon phase, right? We're all excited. We have our own space. It's cute. Then things started to not go as I had planned because the foundation of which I built it on wasn't, uh, it wasn't strong enough. The reason for having the salon wasn't strong enough and I was missing something. So I thought, okay, I can't do this anymore because it's not working. Either close the salon or I just make a shift. And so I decided, you know what? I know how to create curriculum because at this point I was a national educator. I'm traveling all over the country. I'm teaching classes. So I know how to have a flow. I know how to teach. I was like, I'll train people in house. Why not? It can't be that hard. And so I created a training program, um, Shannon, who still works with me to this day, she was my salon manager. She helped do all of the back-end management stuff. She's amazing at it. I'm terrible. And so I got to do the training and all the fun stuff. Well, at that same time, (laughs) this is crazy, but I had started an education company with my former business partner. And so at the same time, I'm building these two businesses. That's a lot. I know. And I had two kids. So oh, weird. Wow. Yeah. I was trying to do it all and you know, it burnt me out so bad. And I realized like I had to choose, I had to choose what path I wanted to go down because you can't do everything always. And, um, so I decided, you know, at the sal- I was coming home from work crying to my husband, like, uh, like I was having a hard time getting my stylist inspired. I was having a hard time getting, um, like the growth that I was thinking that I needed at the salon. I liked all the fun stuff, like having team jams and I incorporated meditation into our meetings. And I, I was meeting with my stylist one-on-one. I loved all of that, but it was hard for me to spread my time so thinly. And, um, so I decided that education was the way I wanted to go. And I knew that that was in my heart, what I was being pulled to. So I turned my salon, I found new salon homes for all of my stylists, all of the work and all of the money. Oh my gosh, the money. Yeah. The learning curve on everything is kind of costly. It is. It's expensive. (laughs) I won't even tell you how many thousands of dollars I spent, but I'm now trying to like, I'm like, okay, now this is where I'm taking everything slowly now. (laughs) Cause I wasn't, I was thinking so quickly. I was like, I need this right now. I need this right now. I need this right now. And, uh, I I disembarked the whole thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I dismantled. It was very hard for my ego to do that because it felt like a failure. It felt like I was failing. It felt like I couldn't do it. It felt like, you know, am I even good enough? And I turned my salon back into a studio. I still have the same space to this day. And it's, um, I'm not, pursuing a booth rental salon. I was just pursuing a space where I could work by myself with, with my manager. And now, um, Cami, who does the director of communications for limitless hairdresser, and she does all of our podcast stuff. And just the three of us work in there. It's super chill. It's easy. Everybody takes care of their own things. And I have a space where I can continue to do hair for the time being. And, um, so that is kind of my salon journey and it, it was hard and it wasn't easy, but I realized that salon ownership wasn't ever what I was seeking. I think I was seeking community. I was seeking, um, like-minded people. I was seeking comfort so that I didn't have to be alone. I don't, I don't want to be alone. I, I don't know about you, but I couldn't be in a suite all by myself. Like, I just don't think I could. I like being by myself sometimes, but I like being around the people. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like that, my assistant's back in hair school and I'm back to being alone in my space. And I feel like 
a lot of what you're saying, I really feel. I definitely feel like having She Makes Waves is kind of creating the community that I was Mm -hmm. lacking and that I now am like not feeling as lonely on my own because I feel like, oh my gosh, this is what I I wanted. I don't want to track someone's retail and I don't want to like, you know, have to like call someone else's client like I've Mm -hmm. done in the past as like a manager and things and be like, so what are you not happy with? And when you really get honest with yourself, like, like being a salon owner and like having a team sounds awesome, but like be honest with yourself. Is that really Mm -hmm. what you want to do? And I mean, the reality of it is we need those people. It's it's amazing. People are willing to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know what? That lights some people up and that, brings so much joy to some people. You know, the, the real truth of the matter of having a business in general is it will be hard. Yeah. It's not easy to have a business. It takes work and dedication and commitment and pain. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's a hard process, but if your heart is in the right place for doing it, you will feel so fulfilled. And up a lot of what I've been creating lately is these little snippets of information. I've, I've made a few eBooks, um, and manuals that are for free out there for people to start looking deeper into that because it's something we want to deny sometimes. And our ego wants to get in the way and be like, no, it's not me. No, I'm doing this because I love it. But if you take a really deep look at why you're doing something, you might find that you might be happier doing something else or maybe you're already in complete alignment and that is awesome. Yeah. But we need all different kinds of people for different roles. Um, the latest manual that I just put out is called, um, limitless light and it's a manual for finding your superpower and owning it and figuring out stripping everything away, everything you thought you knew, everything you think, you know, and figuring out, what you're really great at, how you can use that to be of service and how you can really own it so that you feel valuable and you feel empowered and you feel like it's your purpose in that moment. That doesn't mean it can't change. That doesn't mean that maybe what you are right now, who you are right now won't be different in five years, but really taking a look at where, where can I offer something? Where can I give right now? And, you know, at one point in my life, that was to be an assistant and that was to play that role. That was to play the role of helping support others fulfill their dreams. And another point that was, um, you know, right now for me, it's to be a leader and to really use my thoughts and my experiences to empower other people. And, you know, underlying all of that, I had to discover that that was what I was meant for all along. I was just denying it. And so I was experiencing, um, this resistance in my life. And until you can really uncover that, you're going to keep feeling like you hit your head up against a wall. And you know what? Everybody has to go through this path on their own and figure that out in their own way. But like any teacher or mentor or guide, it's to express what we've gone through so that maybe reading that or hearing this, might inspire you to just take a look at where you are so that maybe you won't have to have five years of suffering and you could start today. Yeah. So what changed for you? You know, like what was the, like the moment that you, cause I know for me, there's been a lot of years where like, I never actually dropped into like what I actually felt or what I wanted. And, you know, it's only been in mm-hmm. recent years that I feel I'm like, wait, I don't think I like doing that. So what was it for you? Was it the salon ownership journey or because like, I feel like it's just a complete mind shift into like really honoring yourself and figuring out who you are. That's a really great, great question. You know, it has nothing to do with any of the materialistic stuff. It doesn't have anything to do with the salon ownership. It doesn't have anything to do with being an educator or doing any of those things, because to be honest, I probably would have kept perpetuating that same suffering and hitting my head up against the wall in every single scenario, maybe even with limitless hairdresser, if I hadn't focused inward. So for me, the real revelation came from um, a spiritual concept called surrender, (laughs) which is a funny word because it sounds weak. It sounds like you're giving up. It sounds like you are quitting, 
But really surrender in the sense that I've come to understand it is letting go of all of that stuff that we resist, that we keep resisting in our lives and giving it up to something bigger, going, you know what? I feel called to do that. Instead of thinking of a million reasons why I shouldn't, I'm going to do it because I know that that's what I need to do. And like figuring out how to follow your heart. So I've gone on a pretty intense spiritual path in the last probably three, four years, which has has gone into um, meditation, working with a meditation teacher and spiritual teacher, working with mentors and and coaches, um, both in our industry and out, um, diving really deep into my yoga practice and really going inward to identify the blockages on a deeper level because it's never what we think. Like the reason that I'm not finding happiness in a salon environment isn't the salon environment. It's something that I'm resisting. And um, so through going into that space of going into, how, how would I even explain it? It's taking a deeper look at what is holding you back. And a lot of times it's just our thought processes. It's just the things that we're choosing to believe about ourselves. And I am a person who has like, if you go look at my Instagram or if you're, you know, on anything that I do current day, I have changed a lot because the, the person who I was inside a long time ago, I've suffered from depression for a very, very long time. And I was in a constant state of viewing things through a lens of negativity towards myself, um, projecting that onto other people. So feeling like poor me, feeling like, why is this happening to me? Why are they doing this to me? Because of my own insecurity, I projected that onto other people. So that's what I was seeing in my reality. So that's a pretty hard thing to battle when you're constantly projecting your own shit onto. Can I say yeah, shit? no, I, I listed on every one of these. So I love it. <laughs> onto everyone else, and until you realize, this is where the big kicker comes in. Until you realize that everything you're seeing in your life that you don't like, you are creating, and that is all a really hard That's sobering. Thing I'm just ego. hearing that right now. It's sobering and it is a really difficult thing for your ego to accept because your ego wants to go, no, it's not. They are doing it to me. This is happening because all of these people are stupid. <laughs> this is happening because nobody knows how to, blah, blah, blah. you know, it, it's, it's this projection of our own things. So once we slow down and we quiet down the ego, we can see it for what it is. And what it is, is it's just a defense mechanism. It's, it's, it's creating these walls so that we can feel safe. It's creating certainty. It's creating, um, this whole concept of, uh, protection, right? We're trying to protect ourselves from being hurt deeper because, let's just face it. Life on planet earth is painful. Pain is one of the things that we will inevitably experience. Um, but the Buddha, an old Buddhist saying, it says, um, pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. Yes. And that Daniel Laporte says she, she doesn't believe that we need to suffer. We're going to feel pain, but we don't Mm -hmm. need to stay in the suffering as long as most of us choose to. Mm Mm-hmm. And to tell that, you know, a big part of creating Limitless Hairdresser has been to simplify and make this kind of information tangible because coming at people with this level of awareness and knowledge can feel almost um, like you're pushing people away. Because if you're not ready to hear that and ready to accept that, you're going to go, oh, oh yeah, okay, sure. So you're telling me that I'm the one making all of this. No, I'm not. And they come up with a million excuses. Their ego comes up with a million excuses as to why it's not their fault or why they shouldn't be accountable. And um, until you have that realization, that's the realization I had to come to of surrender going, 
Yeah. I am doing all of this to myself. And it's this massive reversal of stripping everything away. Um, and like the post you said I, I made today about... Yeah, you um, teed that up really well let, right now. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that, but thanks, universe. Uh, yeah, by the way, everything I ever write on my own personal Instagram, like I, I come, I kind of come up with pictures and stuff before and like make sure they look pretty, but the words always have to come from me in the moment. Wow. And so it, it must have been what I needed to say today. Yeah, so I'll read it but, aloud to people. Yeah, In go order ahead. to be who we truly are, we must let go of who we are not. Mm-hmm. And everything you just said is like putty to this quote. <laughs> and one thing you said about it that I want to read to people, and then you can tell people about it more in depth, is it takes vulnerability and courage to strip away what has been comfortable for so long, even if that comfort is eliciting suffering. It can feel safer to cling to the negative nature, the attachment to the story. Wow. Yeah. I'm like crying. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I had that ready. I'm like, I don't know how it'll fall in. But everything you were saying, I was like, yeah. I mean, these are your words. And when I was like, I had to write this down because I have to talk to her about this. Hmm. Wow. I didn't think I was going to be emotional. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. And it's, you know, this whole process, I didn't realize how, how much me creating this kind of business and this sort of education was going to be healing for myself. Um, because a lot of the things that I'm sharing two years ago, a year ago, I don't think that I could have done it because it would have been too hard. I was too stuck in this right or wrong or good or bad or what I should do or what I shouldn't do. And will people judge me for this? Or are people going to reject me for this? Or is this too much? Will anybody even ever understand me? And I wasn't ready. And there comes a point where you can no longer tolerate the hiding. You can no, no longer tolerate the surface level crap that we, we subject ourselves to day to day and you have to let your soul be free. And by having my podcast and writing blogs and sharing whatever I feel like sharing, whether people give it one like or 100, I had to stop caring. I had to stop caring about if this fit into the mold of the beauty industry does this fit into what people are ready to hear or accept in our, in our community and just do it. And it really goes along with paving that new path. And whether it's because of the things I've said or done, or maybe just because I'm letting go of all of my own stuff, but I'm seeing such a beautiful transformation in our industry. I totally agree. And it, it, just makes me so happy to see so many other people doing the very same thing. It's being vulnerable and sharing things that are uncomfortable and speaking on topics that we wouldn't maybe have done before because it would create too much controversy. And you know what? The number one thing I've learned about this whole trip of creating and, um, building something is that you have to stand for something. You have to, it has to be polarized. It can't be in the middle. It can't be like playing this game of like politics I'm where you stay this, Switzerland. That. It's like, no, what yeah. who are you? Exactly. And the more that I have just stepped into like my woo woo, whatever you want to call it self, where I'm like, this is me. I am weird. I'm quirky. I'm sometimes sad. Sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm deep. Sometimes I'm making a joke. Like I can be all of that. And it's okay if it doesn't relate to you. It's okay. Yeah. Because there will be someone that it will. And if that one someone 
is impacted by something that I say because I was in a spot where I was letting my soul really express, that's enough for me. Yeah. I feel like you're a disruptor. You know, I feel like that's, that's what I feel when I hear you talk. It's like, no one was talking about meditation and mindfulness. And it's like, it's scary to be a disruptor because you're challenging the status quo. And I think what you're saying is like, you're, you're, your voice and what you wanted to share with people, it felt too important. The message was too important to you to Mm -hmm. like let caring what people think hold you back. Yeah. Because I mean, I'll share this with you. I had reached out to a couple different platforms and retreats, workshops, um, big industry platforms at hair shows, pitching this idea to do a workshop where I'm teaching meditation and mindfulness and like a personal development program, but rooted in spirituality, which that's like red flag. Number one, they're like, yeah, I don't know. People might think that you're a witch or people might think that this is too, (laughs) but I'm like, is that such a, what's so bad about that? What's so scary about that? And you know what it's scary? What's scary is they think that too many people might not get it. But the thing is people are ready. And, and just by what I've been doing, I can see it. I can see it that people are ready. And you know what I found is people who are just like me. As soon as I launched the, the limitless hairdresser Instagram page, Everyone who's following that page, if you go look at like our friends mm-hmm. list, are all in alignment. It's like the conscious hair colorist, the holistic hair hair healer, um, colorfully, con- you know, there's just all of these people who are rooted in consciousness and mindfulness and spirituality that are hairdressers that didn't have a place to go and all be together. And I think that that's just going to keep growing. And I'll, I see it even now with people who have 300, 500, 1,000, 60,000 followers who've been traditionally balayage artists or business educators who are now talking about mindfulness. They're talking about spirituality. They're talking about being a healer. They're talking about being um, mindful. Like everyone who is ready to quit trying to follow this old flow is now coming out of the woodwork and it's so cool to see because it comes in all different shapes and sizes and people speak it into existence in different ways. So cool though, you know, then it's like no one's in competition. If someone's Mm -hmm. voice, like you connect to it more than connect to it. Like it's all part of the same Mm -hmm. greater good. Yes. And, you know, that was a big thing for me was letting go of, um, having to be the best, having to be the most important journey for me. (laughs) Yes. Having to be the most heard, having to be the the everything. (laughs) Watch me. Yeah. Yeah. And like letting go of that scarcity mentality of, you know, if I don't do this first, somebody else is going to do it. It's like, who cares? Like, embrace that expect that because you have to do things at your own pace too and that is a huge thing that I've learned is um and I think I said I said this a while ago that you have to slow down to speed up if you want something to progress and grow in a beautiful way that's sustainable you cannot expect it to happen overnight right bottom line You've got to build a foundation. There has to be something for it to stand on. Um, There's this other quote from this song that I like. I'm going to think I can remember it. And it says, Oh, the fool who builds high and fast. It's the wise who build slow a foundation of community. Yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. slightly different, but Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you got to play the long game. Like you you go quick, you go fast, you go up, but it's like you want to... And there was a, I don't know why, but I was thinking of this Lady Gaga thing from her um, documentary, how she says, and I feel like maybe a lot of hairstylists can relate to this, but, you know, she's like, all day, everyone tells me I'm awesome. And like, I'm just surrounded by people and I go home and I'm alone. 
And I feel yeah. like for many years, like whether I was willing to admit it or even aware or conscious enough to see, like I went to work and I was like, I felt amazing and I was high. And then I get home and it's, I'm, I'm just by myself. I don't have a community built. I don't have really that much of a personal life. And I go home and I'm alone. I sit alone. And so it's really cool that you're creating this community and that other people are that you, that we don't have to be alone. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. And, you know, being alone is such a interesting concept because like where I've come from in my past, like I would feel isolated and alone because I was so stuck in my thoughts and my thoughts would tell me that I'm alone. Now that I've got an understanding of how to transcend that. And, you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen to me from time to time, but I'm in a place now where I'm aware enough to recognize when it's happening and be able to shift back to, I'm never alone. I'm always provided for. I'm always taken care of. And you have to remember that because whatever you think and believe is what you're going to experience. It's what you're going to see. If you feel like all of these people are all together and I'm not, guess what you're going to keep seeing? Mm-hmm. That. If you remind yourself that, you know what, I'm important, I have a place, I'm worthy, you're going to start seeing people show up knocking at your door, wanting to be with you, wanting to be around you, wanting to collaborate with you, want to work with you, want to go to a class with you. Like, that will happen. But if you are putting off the energy of like, I'm isolated, I want to be alone, that's what you're telling the universe to give you. You're saying, I want this. I want to be alone. I want to be isolated. I want to be in this box. And it's something that takes a little practice to understand. And it takes some, some work to reprogram your mind from that, um, that constant loop. But once you do, you start attracting abundance and you start attracting, um, your people. That's been true for me. And like, it goes back to that quote you just said in, in order to be who you truly are, you must let go of who we are not. And I feel like I overextended myself at work. And so I went home and I did need to be alone because I was seeing too many people. I was doing too much. And then the minute I started to let go of like, I don't need to be the highest performing. I don't need to be the winner all the time. Then I feel like exactly what you're saying. The universe opened up and started just like friendships just started knocking on my door and my Instagram. And it's just like, whoa, this is what I've been wanting. But I had to let go of like being this other person for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said something when you were talking to Mish in her interview about how we, we serve others and we, you know, you know, like you, when you're creating, you get lost in the art and you get lost in what you're doing. And I was thinking about just with you being, you know, more mindful and doing the meditation, is there a way to lose yourself in your work, but stay with yourself at the same time so that you honor yourself? And is that even possible? And if it's not, it's just good to know. So you're asking, is it, is it, is it possible to lose yourself in your work, like be fully immersed in your work and not lose connection with yourself? Absolutely. And I think that's the whole point. I think that's the whole point. And the essence of it is presence. And that's what meditation is for. It's being in the present moment. You're not in the past. You're not in the future. You're not worrying about what might happen or what might go wrong or what you're going to do later. And you're not dwelling on what maybe you've done or mistakes you've made or things that might have gone bad that are taking you away from having the experience that's right in front of you. And I've learned that through meditation. And that's why I thought it was so important to bring meditation to our industry because so much of what we do needs presence. Art is presence. Have you ever looked at, um, have you ever looked at a piece of art in like a gallery or something? It's just like a bunch of lines or like dots or like something real but you're just drawn to it, but it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, this is lines, but it is speaking yeah. to me. It's the energy that is behind the creation. So likely the person who painted that picture was so present and infused so much energy 
into that work of art that it resonated with another person's soul, even though they're not there. And that is like beauty. Yeah, well, I never thought about it like that. It was yeah, so abstract. I love right? it though because <laughs> I think, you know, someone might say, oh, it's just a touch up. But it's like, okay, when I think about what I put into the work that I'm doing or what I put into, like what I'm, the, just the energy I put behind what I do, even if it's a simple task, it's cool to me to think that maybe my secret sauce is like the intention behind it and, and how much I care. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a big reason why someone will pay $20 for a root touch-up and somebody will pay $200 for a root touch-up. You tell me why. Yeah. It's the energy that the person is experiencing during the process and that is presence. Wow. Yeah. I want people Mm -hmm. to take that with them because I know it really just clicked for me what you said. And so if we were going to leave people with one tip that you feel like to get them on started on this limitless journey of viewing their art and their work that way and having the presence, what would you say would be a good place to start besides downloading your, your e-manual? Well, we have a ton of free resources at Limitless. We've got the Instagram page. We're always giving some tips. We have an IGTV full of free meditations that we do on Meditation Monday. Um, We have a YouTube channel with short videos that have free tips. We have the podcast, all free, valuable content. Um, We have two e-manuals. And then I have a... um, Oh my gosh, my brain. We have, well, we have a workshop, which I'll I'll tell you about in just a second, but we also have a uh, meditation album. I don't know why that was so hard to say. (laughs) Yeah, we have a a four track meditation album, so you can download it right to your phone and you can listen to me guiding you through meditation. And they're all created specifically for hairdressers for anxiety, certainty. Yeah, it's super cool. And then we also have what I am calling the Limitless Collective coming very soon. I've been saying it's coming soon for like a year, but for real, I put a timeline on myself to have it launched by July. Um, And it's going to be an online community membership style. It's going to be very affordable, $49 a month. And each month it's going to, I mean, it's worth probably, I would say like $500 a month. That's how valuable it is. It'll have prompts, journal prompting, crystal support, energy support, um, a guided meditation every month, a video from me every month of mentoring. So if you can't afford to do one-on-one mentoring with me or the time, you can have one-on-one mentoring with me there. We'll have uh, guest artists coming on from health, wellness, meditation, mindfulness um, fields. We'll have a Q&A once a month, private Facebook community. So that is... I'm so excited about that. And it's going to be such a great resource if you're interested in any of the things that we talked about today to have every single month. And it's, it's what I like to call beyond business because there's a bunch of people out there who are real smart about numbers and benchmarks and things like that. I'm not your girl, but (laughs) what I can do is help you feel confident with all of that and help you be able to have the self-worth to implement that. So that is coming soon. So keep an eye out. You can see that it's really amazing what you're tapping into in this community, in this industry, because I don't think other it's, you're a disruptor. It's just cool. Thanks. Yeah. There's a lot of other people out there doing some, some really cool things, but um, my focus is on, more on the individual and the artist and the in the person, whether you're an educator, salon owner, hairdresser, esthetician, um, whatever you might be doing that's of service in the beauty industry, that's who I want to focus on. So that's coming. I would love for you to come join us in there. And uh, my workshop. So I have a workshop called Beyond Business, which that's probably going to be expanding. I'd love to bring that to more people and and bring that information more widespread. It's uh, June 17th in Denver, Colorado. It's going to be epic. It's going to be a four-hour 
fun-filled day of meditating, visualization, vision boarding, um, yoga, um, two of my concepts called the TCA approach to expanding your, your mind and, um, the four essentials to living your dream life. So we'll be doing all of that in four hours with some yummy food and some great vibes. You get to hang out in your yoga pants. That's pretty cool being hairdresser. (laughs) Um, so that's coming up June 17th in Denver, hoping to bring that to more places. If you're interested in hosting one, you could reach out. Um, and then beyond that, I would say my number one tip, if you're wanting to be more mindful in your business and you're wanting to reclaim your personal power is to slow down. If you and increase your awareness, if you're noticing yourself being reactive, if you're noticing yourself feeling negative thoughts towards yourself or others is slow down, take a breath, take a deep breath, take a few more deep breaths and take a few more deep breaths and just get yourself rooted in the present moment. Because when we breathe, the breath is our, is our life force. When we breathe and we can focus on that and that we realize we're alive and we're here and we're right now, everything else starts to melt away. We stop worrying about what other people are doing. We stop worrying about the mistakes that we've maybe made. That's in the past. It's gone. Quit hanging on to it. Quit hanging on to that color that didn't turn out. Quit hanging on to that client who wrote you a bad review. Let it go. Learn from it. Move forward. Stop worrying so much about what may or may not happen in the future. It hasn't happened yet. If you keep thinking it might happen, guess what you're going to make happen? That it's kind of like a mom being like, don't jump off the couch. You're going to hurt your head. Don't jump off the couch. You're going to hurt your head. Guess what that kid's going to do? (laughs) Jump off the couch and hurt their head. You can be like, tell yourself. I'd be like, you just manifested that. So we're in constant manifestation mode. And once we realize that we can be more conscious with what we are manifesting. And that's a huge thing that we talk about in my workshop is consciously creating our lives because we have the power to do that. And you look around and you can't, you try to tell me I'm wrong. You look around and what's around you, you you know, clothes you bought, a house that you live in, food you made, the business that you're going to go to, the people who are behind your, at your salon, behind the chair, you made that happen. Nobody else. So that's manifestation. So if you don't like what's around you and you don't like the experiences you're in, change them. And you have the power to do that. And we want to support you with that. I was getting ready to be like, you have the power. And then you said it. I was like, oh my God, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I just, I think it's amazing. And yeah, I feel like from my life, I, I've noticed that myself, just that you can have the dream life you want and can work towards it and make choices that, and, and put it out there. And like, you can do things you thought weren't possible. Absolutely. You just have to be willing. That's the only thing that's necessary is an open heart and an open mind. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of this. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun.